0: Hey girl, welcome back to another episode of The The Spiritual Spiritual Gaze. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. And I'm your other host, Angel. And this is our twice monthly podcast dedicated to exploring the wide reaches of spirituality without pretending that it all makes sense.
1: Yeah, because we would be false advertising if we had all the answers.
0: And nobody has all the answers. If somebody says they have all the answers, run in the other direction.
1: Unless it's Oprah Winfrey. In which case, run in that direction. Just hug her. Just
0: run towards Uh,
1: her. I just want to be held to her bosom. (laughs) Who doesn't? Yes, she held my hand once in life and it's still one of the top three moments of my entire existence.
0: I can't believe it's not the top. I wouldn't even be offended if you were like Oprah holding my hand was more important than our wedding or the day I met you. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> you said it. This was a trap. It was a trap. Uh,
1: how's everyone doing out there? Um, we're very excited because we uh, actually before this recorded an, our spirit talk interview with, with
0: Harriet and the star. Yes. And you guys, it's an amazing conversation. I cannot wait to share this with you. Our spirit room is still syrupy with its delights. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Dripping with her gorgeousness. Um, but before we talk about Harriet and the star, who are you?
1: Oh, who am I? I am Angel Lopez. I am a film producer and a uh, film executive and a uh, writer and sometimes director. And I am an all-times astrologer. And you, my love?
0: I am Brandon Alter. I am a spiritual weirdo. I'm a performing artist. I'm a tarot reader, an energy healer, a writer. Um, And today, I'm just a lazy Sunday bum. (laughs) I don't know why I thought you were going to say bear. I'm a lazy Sunday bear. (laughs) That's cute. Uh,
1: Because you're not really a bear in the gay sense of the word. I'm an otter. You are an otter. I'm like cubbish. Yeah. I guess you would say. And I own it. A hundred percent. Where's my honey? Yes, I'm right here. Uh, I remember Justin and I always wanted to open up a club called Honeypot. Oh, that's like cute. Like a dance
0: night. In Eastside, Gay Los East Angeles. Side, Gay Los Angeles night called The Honeypot. Honey pot. That's cute.
1: Someday, honey. Yes. The Honeypot will come to you. Brought
0: to you by the spiritual gaze.
1: <laughs> Um, So everything's good? You're good? You're in a lazy Sunday moment?
0: Yeah, I'm... Uh... I'm totally vibing on having Harriet in our space and that conversation. It was Mm -hmm. just so nice to be witchy together. So I'm just feeling good about that. And I'm excited for the week ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me
1: too. I'm looking forward to it. Everything is like back in its direct state. Mm -hmm. Mercury, Mars, um, we're heading towards a Saturn direct. And Pluto. Pluto. Yeah. um, And it was beautiful. Um, We're actually recording this a bit earlier than you'll actually hear it um, for
0: for reasons. Because I'm going to Sedona at the end of next week for a spiritual (laughs) retreat.
1: Um, But it was beautiful. So the full moon in Pisces is essentially happening as we speak or has happened. But last night we had a gorgeous view of just um it as it was coming out and you could see mars you could see saturn and you could see jupiter in the sky it was like so gorgeous you could
0: really feel the 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 sky's energies at play yeah it's always nice when you can see these characters that we're always talking about yeah with your naked eye it's so amazing totally i felt like an ancient
1: astrologer last night just like speaking to them and It was like following their trail.
0: Well, you were an ancient astrologer. You were one of the first astrologers in a past life. I've been told that a a couple times. You should put that on your business card. Angel Lopez, one of the first astrologers (laughs) ever. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) According to a few other people who have given me readings.
0: Um,
1: Sometimes I do feel like that. But but anyhow, um, well, before we get into our interview with Harriet, we wanted to... um, Give you guys a new little segment this week.
0: Yeah, instead of a dose of reality, we thought we would try something new, which is uh, giving you a little peek into what's in our medicine bag. We're calling this our medicine bag segment.
1: Yeah, it's just stuff that we're like crushing on, interested in, um, you know, things that are getting us through and giving us life.
0: So without further ado, it's time to take a little peek into our medicine medicine bag. bag.
1: So what's in my medicine bag this week? Um, Well, mine actually is is something that's actually been out for a long time, but I'm just like really feeling it right now, which is TV lands younger. Oh, yeah. Totally random, but um, this season has just blossomed so much. It's such a like fun, like look, it's basically a show starring Sutton Foster. uh, And she plays a woman in her early 40s who is able to lie her way into a job because no one will hire her at her age so she gets mistaken for a 26 year old and uh just goes with the flow so it becomes about this woman living like a double life
0: um same creator a sex in the city Darren yes. star and it takes place in new york city so it's got a little bit of that vibe
1: yeah and it's super fun hillary duff is on it as well debbie mazar but really like the MVP. piece the resistance yeah. yeah is miriam shore uh. Yeah, who I first saw in um, Hedwig and the Angry Inch,
0: the movie, and she was amazing in that. She is a transformational magic actress.
1: Uh, she's so good, and I literally like feel like a call upon her spirit. All the time. I love that.
0: In my daily life. So
1: she literally is in your medicine bag. Yeah, or at least like the spirit of her character, Diana. She's so phenomenal. And I feel like everyone should be watching it. And I also feel like everyone should be listening to the new uh, Christine and the Queens songs. Because those definitely get me through. There's so much good sort of like music that's starting to pop up between her and Troy Sivan's new music and even a couple of those Ariana Grande tracks that I'm vibing and, and of course
0: Share yes the new Share album <laughs> the ABBA covers Share album
1: yeah i feel for me like it's been a while like since the Janelle Monáe i haven't mm. really had anything like to get super excited about so, so true. i'm starting to like get excited about music again yeah. which is super fun so yeah those are the things that are kind of like Helping be a little medicine for me to get me through my week. That's great.
0: Uh, My medicine bag, it has to be a really big medicine bag because I'm reading a very big book called 1Q84 by Haruki Murakami. It also has been out for quite some time, but it's finding me at this correct time in my life. And it is just the juiciest most interesting and imaginative piece of fiction that I have ever read. It's sci-fi? It is not sci-fi. Oh. I would I would say it's just really good fiction mm-hmm. with a little uh, dose of alternate reality, like parallel realities. Oh, okay. It's Haruki Murakami, so it's always a little... He's almost like magical realism, like Japanese magical realism, but it's mm-hmm. always very grounded. Right. But it's just so beautifully written, these characters, but this larger world. It's a commitment. It's like almost a thousand pages, this book. Yeah, but it's daunting. But I, you know, I was so daunted by it for so long, but it's long because it's just like, it's a world that you want to spend so much time in. I'm never mm-hmm. bored. I just can't wait to get back into it. And it's very spiritual. It has a lot of very deep spiritual precepts. It explores things like free will and fate and channeling and other beings and other versions of this reality and what is reality. And it is so fun wow. and, but it's full of like sex and intrigue and I am highly recommending it to anyone that wants to book club with me about one Q 84 by <laughs> Haruki Murakami. So that's in my medicine bag.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I could put that in my medicine bag. It might be a little too big. Yeah. But it does sound super interesting. It's to, so like, worth it. were talking it. about it last night. It's so worth me. it. It's worth the length. Um, no, I love when I get a book that's like that. I'm doing my yearly reread of uh, The Alchemist, which I always love to do. And I've highlighted it. I've had a copy, the same copy for over probably like 15 years. Yeah. And so it's always fun to like see what I've highlighted in it. And it always just, you know, the whole journey of a personal legend Mm. is something that I always find so fascinating and yeah. something I always try to reconnect
0: to. Because you're in the middle of building your own personal legend.
1: I mean, we're all in the middle of building our own personal legend, but that's the beauty of the book is that sometimes you turn away from it and you forget or you lose fate in, you know, or I should say faith in the idea that you can have your personal legend and realize it. So it's always good to remember that we're all on that journey.
0: And, and I would say that turning away is part of it. You can never lose your path. You're always on it. Even when you look down at your feet and it seems like you are hovering in the middle of nothingness. Just know that is actually part of your path. Yeah. And that magic is always available to you. Which we will get into.
1: (laughs) Yes. Which is a perfect segue into what we really want to get into right now. Um, Yeah. As you mentioned, Harriet and the Star, who is, well... We'll let her
0: tell you. She's a tarot reader. She's a witch. She's a healer. She is a spiritual teacher. And above all, she is the embodiment of the divine goddess presence. And uh, you will feel it. You will feel it coming through these radio waves.
1: Are you ready for this episode's Spirit Spirit Talk? Talk. I actually would love to just start by saying how we know each other. Oh, yeah. Because it's been because we just recently reconnected. Like yeah. in person, I know we've our, known
2: each other like. I, since I've I narrowed was it down like, to
1: like 2002.
2: Yeah, which I was okay. I was, um, sixteen in 2002. Oh, just a little. I think. Blooming 17. flower. Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah,
1: because my best friend at the time and your best friend started dating. That's how we. That's right. Met. That's so in crazy. New York City. Yeah. And yeah, and we would just be out and about. I know. It's each so other.
2: weird. And then we like kind of reconnected in this crazy way. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: lovely Sarah Deep. I know.
2: <laughs> Who's like one of my faves.
1: I know. Who I always like to invoke. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's been like so exciting to like see you. And I remember, and I'm sure you don't, but I, but I told you last time I saw you that I remembered like giving you a reading at one point.
2: You did. I and just being want- like. I want you to know like i feel really bad because i don't remember no like (laughs) anything from those years it's really crazy it was such a it's such like a blur like i I, it's so weird yeah because i was like so high and drunk all the time you were a party child (laughs) i was in new york city i mean why wouldn't you be Felt great exactly no regrets (laughs) i mean i got out of my system yeah you did (laughs) yeah
1: um, but I yeah, but I remember us, it. oh, I was just to say, I remember us doing this reading and oh, I remember wait. feeling like you w- could do that similar kind of work. Yeah. And now.
2: Thank you. Here you are. And here I am. So you predicted.
1: Uh, <laughs> this is basically just a commercial for, for me. Yeah. You know Your psychic services. That, un- yeah, predictive.
2: Very preaching. accurate. Yeah.
1: Uh, But it was, like, super cool to then see you later on doing it. I was like, oh, that makes sense.
2: That is so cool. (laughs) That is so cool. Yeah. But yes, tell us. Oh, sorry. Well, no, I was going to say it's, like, nothing I really expected that I would be doing. Like, if you asked me five years ago, would I be a reader, a psychic, a tarot reader, whatever? Like, I would think you were crazy. Like, you know what I mean? I never thought that I would do this professionally, like, for a living, Um, but it's just kind of the way it happened. Like I moved out here from New York city after kind of like reaching like a rock bottom kind of a place. And, um,
0: as New York city will do. Yeah. As New York city
2: will do. I mean, I was born and raised there, like spent my entire life there. And then, um, you know, I had this kind of like big tower moment, like mm. crisis where everything kind of came apart that I was trying to hold up so tightly, you know? Which happens, it was my Saturn return. It was like, oh, yeah, really? oh for sure, yeah, Like it was like 27. And then I moved out here to Los Angeles, California.
1: And what prompted that, what um, prompted the New York to LA?
2: My friend Sarah was like, I didn't leave the house for like three months, it was like really bad, and then my friend Sarah was like, um, you know, who we just she lives out here, but mm. we always like stayed in touch and she's just like my bestie. And anyway, so she was like, um, you know, I uh, you know, she's like, I'm smoking a joint under a palm tree. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you like so miserable? Uh, right. Like, she's like, just come here, stay as long as you want. Uh, she's like, my husband is like not even, you know, in town. He's traveling, whatever. She's like, please come. I was like, okay, perfect. So I got on a plane and I thought I was going to stay like three weeks, and I stayed a year with her. No way. Yeah. You just didn't go back. And I just didn't go back. And oh. then my mom like went to my apartment and like packed up all my shit for me and sent it out. Like I didn't even go back. That's amazing.
1: And your mom wasn't like, wait, what's happening? You're just leaving? Everyone was like, do go there was support.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, my parents I'm very lucky. I have like amazing parents. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember that about you, like yeah. having a strong support system.
2: Very, very strong. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um that's cool. So that was how long ago now?
2: Oh my God, so that was <laughs> years six, ago. six years yes. ago. Yeah, um, and then I came out here and I was like, okay, well, what am I gonna do with myself, you know? Um, and then I kind of, and I was going through this really crazy therapy, like it's called EMDR. Oh, I have done EMDR. Oh, yeah, oh, cool. Yeah, it's really insane. It's like,
0: really intense.
2: It's really intense. And, what does um, it entail, Okay, just yeah, totally. <laughs> um,
0: well, I think it's practiced in a lot of different ways, but it uses electrical currents to reprogram past trauma. So did you hold, like, the little zapper thingies in your hands? <laughs>
2: it sounds like Scientology. It does though. I know. I was like, wait, what's
1: happening? <laughs> no.
2: Like, she did this thing where she, it's called, like, uh, rapid eye movement stuff. Yes. Uh-huh. So, like, she would have me, like, kind of, she would talk about something and I'd follow her fingers. It's like an old hypnotist trick oh. where your eyeballs like kind of follow her fingers and something happens in your brain receptors where you just kind of like open up and like everything comes out. And it's like, it's just like it's tears. I mean, it's like the most intense therapy I've ever yeah. had and then what happens? because it's taking you
0: like into the depths of your trauma 1, to
2: repattern 1,000%
0: because that's like the deep work and I think the eye movements like takes you into that like it's almost an altered state when I think about mm-hmm. it so that in that altered state you can like change your relationships to these trauma that are like you know this
2: is the first time I'm talking about it and thinking about it like this wow. like mm-hmm. my spiritual awakening like it kind of happened through that I worked with this woman her name was Leontini. she's amazing um and uh, she did the EMDR, and then like something happened. I was like, I don't need therapy anymore. I've been mm. in therapy since I was like a kid. Like it's just you know when you're Jewish and from the Upper east Side, like, you go to your shrink. <laughs> or like, if you're oh, Jewish yeah. from San Diego, you go to <laughs> okay, a lot of therapy. Right. I'm like, there wait, with you. Love you. Oh, <laughs> right. So, um,
1: y'all have that Aries Aquarius.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes, we do. Yeah. And we then also I both have Jupiter in Aquarius, which we'll talk about. Oh, we do. Because Jupiter is like, yeah, because Jupiter moves slowly. So the fact that we're born in the same year, we've got we've got Jupiter and Aquarius both of us and that also means like we're supposed to be spiritual teachers because Jupiter and Aquarius is like Jupiter is the great benefic it's like expansion and luck and Aquarius being like for the collective and I had a reader she was like yeah you can be a Jupiter and Aquarius sort of teacher you can be like a Saturn and Scorpio type of teacher like there's different types of teacher archetypes Mm. but Jupiter and Aquarius is like I want to give it all it's not about me like I want my privacy I don't want to be like deified or like made into a guru like I I don't want people to be too attached to me. Wait a minute,
2: me. that really resonates. Jupiter and Aquarius me.
0: teacher because oh you just want people god. to connect with the teachings what you're offering. I really
2: do. But sometimes
0: people are like they get attached to you and they're like I couldn't do it without you, Harriet, and you're like that makes me feel uncomfortable.
2: Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> well, yeah, and mm-hmm. I think that also like when people like you know kind of latch on to you or like see your light shining, um, you know, they want to get close to it mm-hmm. all the time and uh it's important to sort of set up set up those boundaries. Like Instagram for instance is like really interesting <laughs> because you're in contact with people like more yeah. closely, like random people. Um Yeah, how are
1: those DMs working out it, for you?
2: Yeah, people like really DM me and like ask right. me things and it's like I don't, you know, like I don't know. Even if it's like I kind of know them, like I don't know. I get it. It's like sometimes it's like you have to put up that of course. That boundary and be like, you know, I don't work like that. Yeah, you know? especially
1: given the world yeah. we work in and live in, it's easy to be susceptible to come on in. Do
2: you know what else happens? Like when you go out to like I mean, this happens to me like if I go out to like a bar or whatever and you start talking to somebody and they're like, "What do you do for a living?" You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they and you're like, "Oh, well, you know, I'm a reader." And they're like, "Oh my god, read me." Right. <laughs> You yeah. All, okay. <laughs> right. It's like I'm off the clock. Yeah. Totally. yeah. I'm at the club. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that it actually works with guys at the bar. Oh. Um. I'm I sure. have like a new trick to pick up men. <laughs>
1: Are you gonna spill it right now? for I'm everyone? going spill to it mind? right
2: nice. now. Tell us. Right. Okay. Our listeners want to know. So like you know like you start get chatting like chatting with a guy right mm-hmm. and you t- they're like what do you do blah 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 and you're like oh I'm like you know. I'm magical. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> I'm a witch, and um, you know, and I'm a, I read tarot cards and blah blah blah, and then they are like read me, mm. and so then I hold their hands, and like I'm like okay, close your eyes for a minute, Yes. and I'm like there's a lot of stuff happening around both of us right now, but just picture a bubble of light just surrounding the two of us, and then I'll like get a message and just like read it for him, yeah, and then they just,
0: like, really get locked
2: in. That's amazing.
0: (laughs) And then drinks on them.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes.
0: So I want to ask you about being a witch. Ah, Okay. What does that mean? How did you come into your witchdom? And what sort of practices do you engage with that kind of keep that alive for you? Oh, my
3: God.
1: Well... Um, yeah, and I guess even tapping into where we were, like, because you said I had my spiritual awakening. Yeah. And it's like, how did you end up here, which okay. I feel like it's all intertwined.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, no, for sure. Um, so I left that therapy that I was talking about and I started uh, just diving into tarot, which I always had like a love for since I was little. Um, and my mom bought me my first deck of cards. Then I just kind of like re-dove into it after that awakening with the therapy. And uh, that's when it just kind of started. And I started studying with um, my teacher Mm -hmm. and um, for like a few years. And then she said, you graduated. You know, and she's like, now you're the teacher. And I was like, okay. And I just dove in and it just kind of like happened.
1: But were you just like working like other jobs? Like, did you have a whole other quote unquote career going simultaneously? Or? I was
2: doing hair, uh-huh. but I never, I'm really good at hair, uh-huh. um, but I don't like standing on my feet. And yeah. like manual labor in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. <laughs> which it was, it's very physical. Yeah. And I just was like tired. But I would, and that was also like kind of what awakened the readings and turned it into a business. Cause I was, um, I was doing hair at Goose Salon on Fairfax. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then I started just reading for my clients because I was like so close to their heads, you know? Yeah. And uh, then they'd come back and, like, they'd be like, oh my God, you know, this, this, and this that you said happened had happened, blah, blah, blah. And then Molly, the owner, who's also my really dear friend, put, my name up in the window, tarot Readings by Harriet. <laughs> 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 and it like turned into this whole thing and I just would be on the front couches flipping cards. You Instead know? of
1: like doing the hair.
2: Instead of doing yeah. hair. And then it like kind of snowballed into this whole thing. Um, and then I worked at House of Intuition, mm-hmm. which was kind of like an amazing like spiritual boot camp experience. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and then I was like, okay. I didn't, you know, it's just like, it you know, it's just, just so weird. and it just like randomly happened. But it's not weird. I mean, it's amazing, and it's totally perfect and it makes so much sense. Um, and, you know, my whole, I mean, you asked me like, what does it mean to be a witch? Yeah. It's like my whole life's work has led up to this. Do you know what I mean? I've always been a city kid, but I've like related to the elements in such a powerful way. I've related to the masculine and the feminine in such a powerful, profound way. Um, And I've literally always made magic happen. And I've always, and I've never, (laughs) like my parents will tell you, like, she's never been wrong. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, it's just like, that's how I've always been.
1: Do you sort of have like an early memory of like the first time you were like, oh, wow, magic?
2: Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, Disney movies, like I wanted, you know, always Uh wanted to like be the magical one, like the fairy or the fairy godmother or like not relating to the princess. No, not the princess. No, yeah. And I had like a chopstick from the Chinese takeout and I'd like think it was a magic wand. (laughs) And, uh, but I remember going out and practicing with the wind when I was like really little and summoning like the wind. Oh, wow and there would be like breezes like cascading and like <laughs> through, like lifting my hair and like, I mean it was just like these wafts and my grandmother passed away when I was um, like seven mm-hmm. and she came to me as a raven and like I had this whole experience with her and my grandfather too who's also deceased. So uh, yeah, and I actually gave like my first readings um, in the summertime like my, <laughs> when my dad, like most kids had a um, lemonade stand, mm-hmm. and I had it like a swami stand, I called it. And I don't know if that's racist, but it was called, a- I called it a swami <laughs> stand. I looked good, and I had a turban on my head. You're a child, and I was, and I'd give like twenty five cent readings.
0: Oh my, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. What a bargain!
2: I know, right? And
0: well, now they're free.
2: Exactly. <laughs> no, they are not free. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, only on a good day. Well, yeah, exactly. Mm.
0: And how would you? I know this is such a hard question, but how would you start to define magic? Mm.
2: Oh my god. Magic is finding yourself at the center of two extremes. Mm -hmm. It is learning how to allow yourself to dissolve so that your soul can expand in all directions and you can manipulate outcomes at will.
0: All right, people. I'm just letting that wash all over
2: me. That's beautiful.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Uh, that was totally channeled.
0: I loved it. That was beautiful. Oh, thanks. I think the idea of letting yourself dissolve yeah, so that those two extremes can meet in the space that you just occupied, kind of creating something new
2: if you can do that for 1 second or a half a second, like you're good. Right. It's not easy.
0: No. Well,
1: probably why it's so hard for people to like believe in or understand magic in the current day because we are so attached to ourselves that, you know, the idea of like dissolving ourselves in any way is like the yeah. greatest challenge. Or people just don't even want to think that that's like a thing that is
2: possible. I mean, yeah, it's basically to me witchcraft or whatever I do. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I call it witchcraft, but right. my my practice, um, it's like yeah, I mean, it's power of attraction on crack. It's her steroids. It's like it's <laughs> totally like that's what it is. I mean, that's what magic is mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, for well, like in layman's. For those of you that
0: don't know, Harriet has an incredible Instagram. <gasps> it's yeah. gorgeous. It's Thank very Probably Venus- the most gorgeous inspired. Instagram yes. I've ever seen. Really? And you let us in to some of your rituals and your spell work.
2: I I do. Which is
0: really amazing. I'm very grateful. I always get very excited when you're like showing us, like a, if you're oh, doing cool. candle magic. or I know you work a lot with flower essences. and.
2: Oh my God, I should do more of that then. I just love... <laughs> I love getting a little window in. It's some sometimes I'm like, okay, it's okay to share this. And sometimes I'm like, no. Cause right. yeah. But um Sometimes we
1: just want a gorgeous
2: vote. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Sometimes so, you just want to slay. Like yeah. seriously though. No. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I was gonna ask you
2: okay.
0: uh to talk a little bit about your spiritual relationship to beauty and luxury. Oh
2: my God! What a great question. Because that
0: is so much part of what you embody, but it's, thank you. It has real spiritual value, mm-hmm. and I just wanted you to talk about that a little. Bit.
2: Well, it's it's part of who I am. I always feel like where your moon is is where how you practice magic.
0: Oh. That's how that's, I feel. I don't this know if we're that's. for this an Oprah podcast, we would go tweet, tweet. Yeah.
2: Okay, good. <laughs> tweet, tweet.
0: Sorry, I was thinking it. And you're a Taurus moon.
2: And I'm a Taurus moon. So, so it's yeah. very Venusian. Like mm-hmm. my whole life has been about um, embodying the goddess, mm. embodying Venus, because she always walks at my back. And really, like, my Instagram is, like, what the inside of my brain looks like. Like, it's, it's, like, sumptuous colors and flesh and, like, flowers. And, you know, it's Mm -hmm. it's just, it's, like, that pinky, yellowy, like.
1: Sounds like shrooms.
2: Yeah, it's like shrooms. <laughs> yeah, you're just all there the all time. the time. All the time. I'm so jealous. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, luxury and beauty. I mean, is such an important part of my practice. Um, I find it to be a spiritual practice. I mean, beauty, makeup. That's it's called glamour for a reason. It is witchcraft. Do you mm. know what I mean? Um, and I think it was something I used to like hide behind a lot as a child and then, and a young adult. Um, and then I kind of like went through a period where I like didn't like wear any makeup and like wore sweatpants everywhere and stuff, which I mean, I'm wearing sweats right now. But, but they're gorgeous
0: sweats.
3: They- <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> <This> <laughs> yeah. is a exactly.
0: This is a very curated, casual Sunday look.
2: <laughs> right, at leisure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I don't know, um, luxury is is just part of the practice it's important to give beauty to the goddess Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like you know um she she loves it it's like that's who she is um so yeah and that's just i don't know i can't help it
1: Yeah, even in like the second house of astrology, which is the Taurus house, it's like, I always look at it as like, you know, the, the house of like worth and material value, but also yeah. self worth, self value. So if you really think about the idea of giving to yourself, you know, it, it is a reflection of sort of how you feel yeah. inside. I am worthy of this thing. I'm worthy of this, this bath, even, you know? Yeah.
2: I mean, it's like, it's the goddess that tells me to wear gold and drench myself in perfume and put makeup on my face mm. and, or whatever, like, inhale, or put eyeliner around my eyes, like, or whatever it is. It's like, or keep flowers in my house or, you know, mm-hmm. change the color of the tablecloth or whatever.
0: Angel's a Taurus rising. So I've, and I, my mother's a double Taurus. Like so I'm learning cool. a lot about Taurus through
2: yeah. these relationships. Yeah. I think like, i love Taurus because it's like it is it's materialistic and the most like amazing way yeah you know like yeah. the best definition of
1: yeah but it's because it's like sensual
0: expression
2: sensual expression of which yourself. is what you know luxury is yeah it's scent touch tastes like you know, the
0: finest, getting
2: yourself finest the finest of the best of the best. Yeah.
1: And it doesn't have to be like, I got a yacht, which though, well, I would hope
2: I mean maybe one day. I mean, no one's going to say, no, no one's gonna yeah. Say, got, yeah. But,
1: yeah. But you could get yourself just a nice soap. I mean, that's the thing. That's where, where you're at.
2: Yeah. But I've just always been that way. Like, I always, I mean, I was like, I had like a Louis Vuitton backpack, like at school. Do you know what I mean? Like I always just like it was very like important to me in in a way. And again, something I hid behind. Mm. But I think that like what happened was like I actually kind of learned that that was part of my magic. You know, in went away. Like, yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, like because I always feel like when you're like if you're, like you're walking into a church, and you have a spiritual experience. It's because there's scent, there's roses, there's Mm -hmm. Mary, there's light blue skies, like painted on the ceilings. Like it's a vibe. Do you know what I mean? It's a whole sort of sensuous experience walking into a church. And so it's like designed in order to get you closer to God. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm curious because it seems like then you always had sort of like a spiritual sensibility was that something that everyone in your life sort of always knew? Because I always say that I sort of almost had to like come out as being spiritual mm. at some point in my life when I started like letting people really know that I'm an astrologer and Yeah. That I'm that I'm okay with it. So you never really had to go through that kind of process of like, all right everyone, no, now I'm a I magical was, witch.
2: no. I mean everywhere I went, I like I don't know. It's just like there's a light inside of me. like, And I tried to stomp it out f- so many times mm-hmm. for so many years, but it's like, I don't know. It's just my whole life. My parents knew I was, and told me I was special. I mean, so maybe that was just, I don't know. But like, I think if you tell any child they're special, they're special. Yeah. I don't think I'm particularly special. I think everybody has that same light, which is really what my work is about. Harriet and the star, it's like there's that star
3: Mm.
2: within. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like that if that's not nurtured, there's a lot of problems. Mm. And I just feel like that the more that you can expand it, you know, the more that you can walk into a room and command it, the more Mm. that you, you know, can kind of just make things happen see what you want and get it do you know what i mean and i don't know if that sounds super like self-helpy and optimistic and like whatever but to me it's realistic it's just that's in my brain that's how i've gotten through life like so
0: what do you what are your thoughts on like consequences in magic work just in terms of like we talk about manipulating outcome or like Casting a spell to make things happen. Mm-hmm. And what's your perspective in terms of like, you know, like there's the old, like which role, like whatever you cast comes back to you three
2: times. percent. That's so what that, I was just about to say. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm just curious how you.
2: Yeah. I mean, everything comes back. I mean, good and bad, but that's part of being a magician is being prepared for whatever gets thrown back at you. Mm-hmm. And, Flowing with it in a way that you know is part of your ultimate ascension.
0: Mm. So, are there some spells that you won't cast? Is there some work that you won't? Yeah, do? no,
2: like I won't, I won't work with hexes or like curses or um, anything dark. I don't really like working with like kind of particular situations as far as like. I want to get my boyfriend's David back. Mm -hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm (laughs) not fucking with. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm not fucking with that. But what I will kind of assist you in is sort of, yeah, like, opening your heart, opening the connection, opening the doorways. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, because I think that.
0: Because it's not about David. It's about who's sitting in front of you.
2: Right. And also, like, whatever situation you're in is because of like vulnerability within you.
1: Yeah. So it's about like, look in the mirror
2: and (laughs) look. Right. Exactly. First, before you go try to fix David. The only way. Yeah. It's the only way. Yeah. Sorry, no. I know. We're both we like, both have yeah. so many questions. Like, we could friend. have you here
0: all day. I'm we here. could just like do this forever. Well,
1: I just had a quick question because something I had seen. Well, I have two questions, but I'm gonna pick one. Um, I had been to someone who had sort of you know worked with like candle magic, and got me into like working with like mirror magic, you know, and sort of, or mirror work, mm. we should say, which was very much just like, like scrying. Yeah. Well, and also just like it was, it's almost like affirmations to yourself in the mirror. Sort of,
2: oh, Oh! got it, got it. Got I was it.
1: curious if that's stuff that you've ever worked with. or
2: um, Well, I love mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> um, But have I, wait, what was your question? I mean, do you
1: have to, like, have you ever sort of prescribed that to people of, you know, look, look in the mirror in the and mirror? tell
2: yourself you're a bad bitch? uh no i okay. mean it's something i have to keep reminding myself of <laughs> yeah maybe yeah. that's just
1: what i have to do yeah every day. no
2: i totally do that too not every day i have to remind myself and it's funny it's like sometimes it comes back in as a message like um i work with uh, a particular goddess named Oshun. and she i sit at her altar every day and it's like i've There, you know, I mean, this was a rough retrograde. Mm -hmm. It was a really rough retrograde. There's a lot of stuff that I've been wanting to do that I've been putting off and, you know, kind of all the limitations come up. Yeah. And yeah, she came down and she was like, basically, she held up a mirror to me and she was like, remember who you are. Like, you are that bitch.
3: Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're, You're the Harriet goddess. The well, I'm an expression of her. She's my mother. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's like it's like telling her that she can't do something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And how,
0: if you feel comfortable talking about this, do you receive messages from her or from your other guides? Is there one way that they like to come in? Or? It's
2: changed actually recently, which is kind of interesting. Um, I. <laughs> I never really knew, you know, I kind of just like always call in everybody's guides, just kind of similar to what you did earlier, like just sort of like whoever wants to come in, come in. And then whatever I got, I got. But it never kind of came as like a physical like person or like, you know, like somebody whispering in my ear or something like that. Um, It's just like the only way I can describe it is it just pops into your head you know and you just start speaking what you're getting it, mm-hmm. through your crown it's like um but it's recently changed um if you notice i have my head covered it's yeah. i it's funny i was talking about doing that when i was little um with the turban and oh, a right. towel on my head yeah. yeah but um that yeah like i've just been guided to like keep my crown protected because i received so much through it Mm -hmm. um, so I have to keep it covered and I actually like receive stronger messages that way because I can like filter Mm. I don't know it's crazy and I've also been connecting with a particular guide um, who's like this gypsy woman um, and she just kind of like coaches me through it and my relationship to deities are totally different I think you get new guides over the course of your life. Yeah, like I think they come and go. Yeah, I'm sure you. That's that makes been sense. My experience, too. but yeah. then yeah. do you
0: feel like you have some that kind of are with you the whole time? And like some my that...
2: grandmother, yeah. Like my grandparents are always there. Like they're my posse. Um, <laughs> who else? Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> who else? Is in oh your shoot! Game? I mean, you know, like the deities, um, but. I don't know if there's so much guides, like, you know, that help you during readings necessarily. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, but they're definitely like, my relationship to them has gotten so much stronger. It's crazy. It's just like a thing in the air. Um, my grandmother sends me white butterflies. So I saw like a, fl- like a few white Aww. butterflies on the way here. Mm. It's just been like, you know, kind of those reminders. Uh-huh. Mm hmm those are the best days and it's the full moon you know so it's definitely like it's at the magic's at its peak
0: yeah the portal is open for sure for sure last night we were staring at that moon and I was like that moon is beaming to us from another dimension Mm. like it (laughs) felt so otherworldly yeah I had a ladybug land on me two days ago and I was like what is the message nothing came through I was just like you're being taken care of just like keep moving forwards
2: ladybugs are the ancestors too for
0: some Mm. reason I had a friend in stand-up comedy class, and she was joking. I thought this is funny. She's like, nobody's ever like, oh, grandpa came back as a slug. It's like always like beautiful animals. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like that's nobody's, cute. I thought that was very funny. That is you know? funny. Like, nobody's like, oh, it's a rat. Grandma's here. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, it's always actually, like actually, I had a mouse or... medicine thing happen. oh Yeah, and I don't good. like mice at all.
0: I, oh, I think scared the cute. shit.
2: Out. You do. I do. Oh, God, my worst nightmare is mice. In
0: New York City. I mean, uh-huh. that makes sense. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, mine's ants, because growing up in Southern California it's just like oh, ant infestation.
2: My God. My grandma used to put salts in the corners to get rid of ants.
0: Ants and vampires.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. Totally.
1: Okay, so a typical like client situation, you're talking about working with magic. Like so they come to you, people come to you and they're like, I need help. You said, like, you know, help me get David back. But what are sort of the most usual type I would assume love?
2: for, yeah, like, so I'm going to put these in a store, mm-hmm. um, soon coming soon. Um, and, uh, so I'm going to put in like spell kits and candles, um, awesome. but they're all customized right now. So I make them for clients, but it's like totally customized to them. Uh-huh. I don't know if I'm ever going to do like a loved one, a money one. I don't know, because I think everybody's the way that I teach magic. It's like you're the one doing it. You're the magician. You're parting the ways. You're opening the channel and you're calling it in and you're doing it. And no one else can really do that for you. I mean, there's a lot of witches who do work for other people and petition things for other people. And I'm not saying anything against that work. I don't know. I've seen it work, actually, like I have. and And it is very effective, but it's not how I work. Yeah, most people ask for, like, love or money or stuff like that as far as workings. Mm -hmm. Um, Or we'll, like, do a reading to kind of get see what they need the most. I don't do magic, like, a lot for people. I'm hoping to do it as something, like, more. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right now my readings have been the main kind of thing. So I don't know. We'll see how it sort of shifts and flows.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I can tell from from your little Instagram window into your spell casting, that there's a lot of crystals and candles. I see a lot of like flower yeah. essences, yep. which feels very like Venusian, mm-hmm. very like Taurus new moon. But is there, I imagine, are you channeling these spells? Or are they different every yeah, time? Yeah, I channel them. Are there any consistence in terms of like, numbers, repetitions, things you say out loud? Or- well,
2: yeah, I mean, like I studied uh, Kabbalah and the Western mystery tradition. Um, There's elements of everything in my magic, you know, so it's like it is channeled, but it's from my basis of knowledge. But, you know, the knowledge, the books, the teachers, it all comes from the same place. Mm -hmm. So if you can sort of tap into that, like you kind of just learn how to do things. But there is, I think, like a way to do it you know, um, properly. And I think that, you know, you know, you want to learn how to be safe and, you know, do it effectively and properly every time and safely. And I think that there's a way to do that. I mean, you were asking about consequences earlier. I believe that if you affirm that this working is causing harm to no one, it will cause harm to no one. Do you know what I mean? It's like by kind of keeping yourself protected and safe through ritual, through, you know, magical practices or whatever, you know, works for you, lighting a candle, whatever that is, taking a bath, like I think that you're safe. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I think if you are doing magic coming from like an emotional place, if you're in a place of desperation, if you're in a place of pain, and if you're in a if you're in a bad mood, you should not do magic. You should only do magic when you feel good. And like I just want to say like, I don't feel good all the time. Like I do this work, but I don't feel good all the time. I'm Mm -hmm. a human being. Do you know what I mean? I live on planet earth and like, I'm not a lot of, you know, light workers claim to just sort of like be, um, you know, all the time, like kind of on this mountain, like meditating, you know what I mean? And I, for maybe they are. And I believe that souls come to this earth And, um, like Amma, do you know what I mean? Like she's just a self, like there's no ego. Yeah. And it's like, what? How do you not have an ego? (laughs) Right. But she does not And she's put it here on earth to like do that work. I unfortunately have an ego, a big one. (laughs) Can't fully dissolve. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) And yet
0: that ego is part of the magic that you bring in. Exactly. I wish our maybe they'll be able to feel it. I think they will. But That's you bring such a presence with you. Oh, thank you. I mean, this room feels. This is already a very witchy room. It
2: feels very vortexy. But you have yeah.
0: transformed it. Oh, like you have come in with all of your magic, and it does feel yes very exciting. Oh, and very alive. Mm. Like the fertile waters of magic and mystery mm. that you bring with you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: Um, would you talk a little bit about Violet Flame Kitty? You have a familiar because all witches need a familiar. Totally. And does she how does she factor into your spiritual practice?
2: Oh my God. She like is so integral to my spiritual practice. Almost like kind of blows me away. Uh-huh. Um when I got her, okay, I'm gonna level with you. I got a reading. From this guy, and he told me, he's like, I see you like living in a house with a white cat. Okay. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay. And I'm not a cat person. And I was like, a white cat. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, whatever, like, whatever. And then, like, you know, a year went by, and I was like, just thinking about that reading. And I was like, you know, and my friend got a white kitten. Anyway, I was like, okay, this is like, I wanna make this happen. So I petitioned Bast. <laughs> yeah, And I did a whole spell, which I actually posted. Um, there she is. I know I keep looking at her. Who is Bast? Ear. I
0: don't know who Bast oh, is. Bast, Bast
2: is the cat <laughs> goddess of ancient Egypt. Oh, yeah. And she like rules over cats. Um, Which who are very magical. It turns out. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. There's a little yeah. Statue of her next to, you, but she's missing a ear. She's I've had so her for a long, long time. She's
2: so cute. I like that she's missing an ear. Actually, mine's yeah. ear is chipped at the top oh, too. Really? Oh really? Like, maybe that's <laughs> but, her thing. We put water out for her. Oh my god, cute! I make sure to change Bast's water. I yes. have no oh, idea. Oh, that's a good idea. I should keep water out for mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so I totally conjured up Violet Flame. Yeah. And then I went and got her. Um, She kept jumping on me. She found me. She kept like, I went and visited her her, like three times before she was allowed to go home. Like I got her when she was really a baby. And she like put her paw up against the glass and like looked at me like dead in the eyes. (laughs) And I just was like, okay, it's over. Like that's her, right? And then, When I met her, I heard Violet in my head. And I was like, okay, Violet. Her name's Violet, and I don't really like the name Violet, but I was like, okay, Violet. I was hoping for something like a little more comedic. Right. (laughs) Or ironic, I don't know. Um, But yeah, so I heard Violet, and then I got in the car, and she was on my lap, and she was, I mean, the size of a tiny little fluff ball. Oh, my God. With huge eyeballs. It was so cute. My heart's melting thinking about it. And she was on my lap. And I turned on the radio, turned the car on, the engine on to drive her home. And Violet by Courtney Love uh, by Hole came on. No. And this guy was made of amethyst. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God. So I was like, okay, Violet. So uh, You can't deny it. Yeah. Wow. But she picks cards. She always sleeps under my altars. Um, and like by... You know, I mean, she's just a magical kitty. She's, she's always there. And I also feel like when I come home after like a long day and I like scoop her up in my arms and pet her, she starts like purring and the vibration Uh like kind of just Uh runs through me and she really does clean me. Mm. And I named her Violet Flame because she neutralizes negative energy. Like, I mean, she's. She's so cute, you guys. You have to come beat her. It I made me
0: think to, about sure. the way Noche compulsively licks us. And I wonder if that's one of the ways he tries to like clear I our, our energy. energy. I
2: think so too. She licks me too. She like cleans me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Cause I always think about I always think about Queen of Wands, you know, and how she has that like little black cat. And, mm-hmm, and, like me too. for me, she's like the witch of yeah. the tarot. Same. Yeah. And so I always think like, oh well, if you're a witch, you need you need a familiar. Exactly. And so we have Noche.
2: Our little black cat. Our little black cat. So cute, I know. But
0: it's just something interesting to think about.
2: Noche is blue.
0: He's kind of black
2: blue, yeah. Like when when I walked in, I was like, "You have a blue dog." (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. Uh,
1: He's electric in his own way.
2: Yeah. All right. So curious,
1: then. You know, with all this talk of magic. What's just some, like, practical tools? You know, we have people listening who are probably like, okay, magic, probably interested, intrigued. Are there just, like, including myself, even, as someone who's, like, played with magic in the past, but, like, I feel like it ebbs and flows. Like, what are just practical daily things I should be doing to call more magic into my life?
2: Hmm. I was just told, (laughs) like... You need to put flowers in your house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just like they have to be everywhere. I think that that's like so important. Number one, keeping like a connection to nature in whatever way that is. So whether it's plants, flowers, even like your herbs, like that you eat and stuff, Mm -hmm. like connecting to them on a more like visceral Mm. level, not even trying. I think that just by having it around you, you do and just noticing Um, I always think like uh, setting up an altar or like a sacred space in your house is really important. Basically making your home a sanctuary. Yeah. You know, it's really important. Um, You need a sanctuary. You need a temple. You need a place to practice and connect. That's what I would say. Completely. When I was talking about what is magic, it's like that duality is what we're always constantly swinging in between from positive to negative from hate to love from poverty to wealth like constantly death to birth to and if you are the pendulum and you sort of get swung back and forth with reckless abandon you get sick but the work of the magician is to stand above the pendulum and watch it swing beneath him or her you know
0: Mm. Your magic. What's your? What's your? Uh, do you have a favorite tarot card?
2: The star, mm.
0: uh, which is Aquarius course. too. Yeah. <laughs> Harriet, would you tell the people where they can find you and how yes. they can reach out to you?
2: Yes. Um, so you can find me on star dot com, or my Instagram is Harriet and the Star. Um, yeah
1: and it is just as gorgeous as Brandon's. Oh my god, one oh, of my favorites when it pops thank
2: up. Thank you. You guys are my favorite. Oh, I thank love you. you so much. And love I'm so you. glad we got to reconnect and do this. Like, oh my god, it feels so good. Oh, it
1: does feel it good.
0: Does. And <laughs> would you hand me my tarot deck, my love, so we can pull oh, a course. card for everybody? Oh,
2: thanks. Cool.
0: This is how we end every I love it. <sighs> nice catch. All right, so everybody tune in. If you're not driving a car, close your eyes.
1: And as always, I'll close them for you if you are.
0: (laughs) And just know that this message will resonate in a future place and time. So whenever you are listening to this podcast, this is the message that you need to hear in this moment. So just opening yourself up to receive that. Pulling it from the middle. Mm. All right, so I just pulled the Six of Swords. So in this new deck that I'm working with, the Six Swords are laid next to each other to create a bridge so that somebody can walk across this kind of like high plateau. And for me, and I'm excited to have Harriet here because I'm going to have her jump in too, but for me, Six of Swords is always about like traveling away from an old mental pattern or behavior. It's like all of a sudden the... The clouds have parted a little bit, and there's the opportunity to move forwards in a new way. And often, I think about retrogrades as giving us clarity into, like, mm. oh, that's how I always do that. I didn't even realize, or oh, that's how. And so now it's like with the retrogrades having cleared, we can reapproach. We can say, like, oh, I don't have to do it this way anymore. Now that I'm aware of what's running me. Hallelujah. So that's that's six of swords. Mm. I would just give yourself permission to do things in a new way now. Now that you know better. And um, and until we meet again.
3: Oh.
1: Yes, thank you for listening to The Spiritual Gaze. Thank you.
0: Big thank you to our neighbor, Carl, for being the physical embodiment of the spirit of technology. Yeah,
1: our friend Justin Simeon for his
0: music. And a big thank you to Harriet and the Star for being here this beautiful Sunday afternoon.
1: Yeah, feel free to find us at The Spiritual Gaze on Instagram, thespiritualgaze at gmail.com if you want to send us some... Ideas, thoughts, feedback, feel questions. Free to, but no yeah.
0: shade. Don't troll us.
1: Yeah, please not. Um, feel free to rate us, subscribe. We're everywhere,
0: and um, yeah. Till next time. This has been your moment in the spiritual
3: game. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>